Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. He's real. Gang Green and their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break. The great one. We're not talking about an effort on the field. Ooh. We're talking about the process at which we do things. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not going to have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rep. Own this rep. The New York Jets. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the ain't easy being green podcast broadcasting to you live from beautiful amazing picturesque crystal lake studios in putnam valley new york my name is keith farrell i am joined as always by my colleague and co-host the number one jet fan in the state of texas michael lagaris everybody and i have i think the number one largest uh left tackle jersey uh, donned by anybody in the state of Texas, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my, my sick Becton, brand new crisp. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Had looking to put it on the good. ABG. I love I it. I like it, Michael. It's a big ticket day. I saw you had your Becton on. I almost came by my Mike Tyson t-shirt on, but I said, you know what? If Mike's going to go ahead and just rock the new Becton, I got to rock the new colors. The color rush Becton as well. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Yo, I wanted Speaking of our boy, he was throwing up today at camp. He was out there left tackle. They they had to call him out. And he just started. Yeah. Oh, oh big man. ticket. Yeah, yeah, big ticket. Uh, you know what? Who sick. knows what he's out there? If you want to stay at three seventy, you got to put a lot away. <laughs> so the volume of food he must be consuming on a daily basis. I know he's like a grizzly bear about to go to hibernation when season's coming. Michael, that's a giant man. I hope he's okay. I hope he gets the stomach under control. Obviously, Michael twenty three fourteen. Packers game this Saturday was a fun game to watch. Zach looks pretty good. Before we get into that um, and break down everything Zach Wilson related, because we know that's why you're here, guys. We know that's what all Jeff fans want to hear about us, our boy right now, um, and everything that went on in the game. We didn't get a chance to talk about Carl Lawson. That happened after our last show, Mike. Ruptured Achilles. And I know we got a lot of texts. We got a lot of messages. People saying, oh, you know, this is the Jets and wallowing in that negativity. You and I chose to take a different approach. Yeah, it sucks. What can you do? Um, we do have some other weapons on, on defense here, at least, and might be able to get up to quarterback like Huff. Nobody like Lawson. That's a huge hit. At least it happened. My silver line and Mike, at least it happened before the season. Now we're in the middle of this season, and the defense has kind of got its chemistry down. You remove one of the best pieces. They're going to go from week one to the end of the season without him, and they know that. Psychologically, they know that already. Next man up. Salah last year, if you look at the injuries that they had in San Francisco, now that was a high level of talent on that team. Not comparing the two, I'm just saying Bosa went down, um, Solomon Thomas went down, a bunch of guys went down on that defense, still did a tremendous job solid figuring it out. So it's a bummer, Mike, Carl Lawson going down, who kind of took the wind out of some Jets fan sales with how this preseason has been going. What were your thoughts and what was your reaction when you saw the news that uh, he's not going to be playing this season? As a Jet fan, it's next man up, and that's the exact same concept that Mr. Carl Lawson communicated out to the New York Jet defense. It was a shocker. It's one of those, like you read it and you want to drop your phone, but he met with the team uh, and spoke with the team and said, look, you know, I'm not here, but this doesn't end what we're trying to do as a team. And they took that and they kept moving. And that's just the type of mentality you have to have in the National Football League and in life. Like, look, you're dealt blows and you just take them and you just keep moving. There's no reason to quit. You know, that's what I try to teach my children. So 
you know, I think like you said before, when we were first talking, this is going to open up opportunities for some of the youngsters uh, at edge, like Bryce Huff, like JFM. Uh, I think they've been doing a pretty good job. We're going to see now, um, are we going to go out there and trade for for an asset uh, for the edge, we may actually have to do that. Or Salah can go with what we have. We haven't even seen Quinn and Williams yet healthy. He's has on pads and he is currently practicing this week as we speak. I don't know if he's gonna be playing in the Eagle game. But yes, this is unfortunate. Look, when we signed Carl Lawson, we knew there was injury risk. He had blown his ACL out, I think twice in his uh, career. Um, you know, he was hampered before by injuries, which allowed, you know, why he, one of the reasons why he hasn't been one of those elite pass rushers. Sure. So it's unfortunate, you know, we were all sure. salivating, but, uh, you know, we just keep it moving. He'll come back next year and, uh, we'll see where we go. Yeah, just two more things on that, Mike, and you made a good point. I mean, he did have some injuries before we were able to get him, and that might be one of the reasons that he's somebody that hit free agency and the Bengals didn't invest that big monetary chunk in. It's just injury concerns. So you hope with the Achilles he can heal all year, come back next year before the season starts, hopefully, and be able to rock and roll for us next season. And then secondly, I wanted to say, you know, if the 2021 season, it'd be great to have a tremendous defense that continues to put Zach Wilson in good field position throughout the games. Tremendous. We know that, guys. But 2021 is about Zach Wilson. That's what this year's about. It's about his development. It's about seeing him improve as this year goes on through through 17 games. So it does suck that Wilson's banged up. But what we're all looking at in 2021, more than anything, like say, for instance, Zach Wilson's Achilles was ruptured. That's when we say same old Jets, you know, nightmare status. That's when the dark cloud comes in. Zach Wilson's healthy. He's ready to roll. That's what this year is about. So silver lining wise, when we were talking with the boys, I said, look, Lawson's out. That stinks. We're going to get a whole year of watching Zach build, hopefully mature, hopefully become a better quarterback as the year goes on. Then slide into year two with more draft picks like we have next year, more guys headed in free agency, a better quarterback with more experience. Then you add Lawson onto that defense and it could be more impactful than it even would be this year. Do you know what I'm saying, Mike? Absolutely. Completely agree with you. This year really is all about Zach Wilson and the development of the youngsters. I mean, unfortunately, we also lost another individual during the Packers game, Jared Davis. So our top two defensive free agents, wow. we lost. We're not going to get him back until probably wow. bye week. So do you forgot know what about that, that means? That means we're having two rookies essentially starting at the strong and the weak. Wow. Hey, let's see what they got. Let's go. Look, <laughs> we, weren't even, we weren't even saying like we're going to the playoffs or maybe we were. Who knows? That would have been a surprise. This was all about growth. This was sure. all about Salah establishing his vision of the team. Joe Douglas putting his footprint within the franchise and then us beginning to grow. Right. So, hey, we're going to throw those rookies out. We're going to see what we're going to do. But one rookie in particular, Mr. Zach Wilson, I mean, I will say before we get into Zach that I, my biggest concern was Makai Becton getting beat in practice. And I understand it's practice, I understand, but Sala did address this today. And he did say that Makai Becton struggling in a few reasons because number one, he wasn't in OTAs. Number two, it's a different scheme. Yeah. And, uh, and, and number three, really, he is trying out, they're asking him to do different things that he hadn't done before, right? And he was going up against a guy like Carl Lawson, who was at an elite level. So 
you know, it kind of looked like in practice that he was struggling. But I'm going to tell you right now, Zach Wilson, this is stats from uh, Michael Nania. Zach Wilson has been one of the best protected QBs of the preseason. He outranks out of 63 qualified QBs. He was pressured on 30% of dropbacks, which was the 28th lowest, and averaging 2.61 seconds from snap to throw, which was 20th. That's pretty good. And I'll tell you, if you watch, I think that Becton has been doing a decent job. It's been doing a great job in run uh, protection, but in pass protection has been decent. He hasn't shown me anything, which is kind of crazy. So it's something to keep an eye on. I'm not sure. saying that he's out of the woods, but I think a lot of our expectations was, look at this mammoth human. Look at this giant Jupiter gravitational impacting person that is going to change the will of all people at the defensive line. Guys, second year, you know what I'm saying? He had a, he wasn't in there full time as, as, a, as a rookie. Let's w hold off well, before putting him in Canton. Yeah, he's going to be good, but I have been, you know, okay with what I have seen from Mr. Mackay Beckton so far. Yeah, and I do like that we have Moses on the line there too, someone that's a vet, someone that's a similar size to him, which how many guys are similar size to Beckton that can maybe give him some pointers. Tell him to be patient, get the technique down, it'll come to you. Um, before we just talk about the game too, a couple names to keep in mind here with replacing Lawson, if the Jets do go take that route, Mike, because uh, I know Merciless from the Texans could be someone who's available. Um, Cleveland Farrell from the Raiders, kind of underperformed there, someone you can get at a, a rookie contract. So he's already, I think he's third string now or something, but he's still at 36 pressures last year, so not that bad. And then Dante Fowler from the Falcons, 10.6 uh, against the cap PB this year, but he was there with Ulbrich last season. 2019, 11 and a half sacks, 67 pressures. Not as good last year. Just some names to keep in mind. But getting back to this Packers-Jets game. Okay, so those first couple drives, Mike. First of all, I went to a party that supposedly was going to have the Jet game on. There's diehard Jet fans at this party, Mike. You know many of them. You know our boy Jay Tomasulo. He's been on this show. You know Chris Fox. A whole bunch of other guys are on the TV. I get there. The game's not on, Mike. I don't see. I don't see. I don't see any pre. -se I don't see any pregame. I see nothing. I see a blank screen. Michael, when I roll up, about to be kickoff. Had to bust my phone out, get the digital cable going, and save the party. You're welcome, everybody, because I was not missing a minute of this game, which I also <laughs> DVR'd and broke down. But watching the game, Mike, as we go through um, some of the stats here, and then we're going to focus in on Wilson. Wilson was nine for eleven, as we know. Buck 28, two TDs. Two targets for the TDs was Tyler Croft, who, as we've seen camp go on, his competition from Herndon has not been amazing. Griffin's been banged up. It was almost by default it seemed like Croft would win that tight end position. It was nice to see him produce. First two touchdowns, even though it's in the preseason for our boy Zach. White didn't look that bad either, Mike. Um, Carter, 10, 10 rushes there for 52 yards. Davis, four catches for 70 yards, who looked good. But zoning back in on our boy Zach Wilson, Michael. Nine for 11 two touchdowns look composed didn't look like the game the speed i understand there was there was a few scatterings of first team guys in there for the pack just like the giants and then a lot of backups have to take it into account totally understand that keep that in context and i get it just want to throw this out at you mike and i mentioned this to you preseason in the nfl if you're a rookie especially if you go out and you ball against the first team or the second team or the third team everyone says well, it's the preseason. There's always a way people tear down your success in the preseason for a lot of different reasons. Like for Zach Wilson, for instance, he's not going against starters. But say, for instance, the same guy plays bad, you get buried. So it's like a lose-lose for these quarterbacks because if you don't play well, everyone will note it. No one, when you don't play well, no one says, 
oh, it's just the preseason, he's a rookie. But if you do play well, people go, oh, it's just the preseason, he's a rookie. So it's kind of a lose-lose for the rookies. They're all in tough spots uh, when you're a rookie quarterback. But I think, all things considered, he's played pretty good, Mike. If you remember back in preseason week one, the play that Lance had a 80-yard touchdown, that play was dialed up. It was already written. He already knew what he was going to do, and he executed. The difference that what we're seeing with uh, like a Trey Lance or even a uh, Justin Fields in some of the aspects is that they're going out there and Zach is looking at the defense and he is making decisions. That touchdown to Croft, if you look at what happened there, the safety was in his way and he looked him off, stood in the pocket and then fired a touchdown to Croft by, while also protecting Croft from getting annihilated if he had thrown it a little bit more to the left. That type of decision-making at as a rookie in-game is impressive. The rollout throw that he did to Corey Davis on the right hat, on the right side, um, that throw that was there was the most impressive so far for me uh, yeah. that I've seen from him. Um, that's one of those throws like, that, oh boy. And I saw a lot of different analysts uh, repeating, tweeting and talking and saying, guys, th th this is why we love this kid, you know, because he's able to make uh, make throws like this. But really, again, the game doesn't look too big for him. He looks comfortable. He looks like he under and he doesn't even have his best weapon or one of his best weapons in Elijah Moore yet, which who, by the way, got back to practice today and he was already slinging it and hitting him for long gains and TDs. So <laughs> we'll see what he looks like uh, when it comes time. But honestly, uh, you look at the PFF, he there's two rookies that have impressed me, to be honest with you, uh, Zach Wilson and unfortunately, Mac Jones. Those two have impressed me because they are playing within their system and they're showing that they can execute the offensive game scheme based off of what the defense is showing them. Yeah, I agree. That, uh, the other rookies, like we saw Trevor Lawrence last night, he's struggling because he just has no weapons and a terrible offensive line. The Jets are providing that protection for Zach, which was so important. Like we talked about, AVT is not even back yet, right? And we sure. have Mr. Dan Feeney in the left guard, Ooh. who's just a complete. Let's talk, Mike. He actually got replaced during a preseason game. He got he got out there, went out there with the ones Feeney uh, Jet fans. I don't know if you noticed, um, and he got replaced during the game. That's not that's that's not good. That's not a good omen for your for your chances of making the squad because he looked really bad. Went out back there with the twos and looked like that's more kind of where his skill set is going to be located is with that second team. Uh, Mike, you're so right though. When it comes to these rookie quarterbacks, I read an article today. It was Chris Trapasso on CBS.com graded out the quarterbacks so far, Mike, and we have Trevor Lawrence coming in last place so far with a C plus. And I think that's pretty accurate. His QB rating is about a 78 or something so far, which just so Jet fans know, that's Geno Smith, Mark Sanchez level. That's right. A 78. That's right. If you want context, that's what that is. And Sam Darnold right. wasn't even operating at that last year or the end of the season before. So um, Fields came in with an 83 QB rating. He got an, a B in the article. Trey Lance, uh, QB rating is a 95. He also got a B. Mac Jones, I did not write down his QB rating, but he got an A minus. And our boy, Zach Wilson, at the top, first person in the entire article they wrote about. First person in the article they wrote about, Mike. Can I just quote one little piece of this, Mike, for the fans? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. This is just a little Zach Wilson love. Just some Zach Wilson love nationally on CBS.com. Let's take a look at what they said about our boy. 
Zach Wilson showed the reasons he ascended from obscurity to the number two pick in the draft this weekend. The ball erupts from his quick release, and he's been precise this far in the preseason, going 15 or 20, 15 of 20 for 195 yards and two touchdowns. Against the Packers, he showcased the playmaking skills born from his natural arm talents with a 27-yard strike on the outside to one Corey Davis. Mike just mentioned that. The kid's been damn good. That he's was written. Been, he's the kid's been, been spectacular. Damn good. I mean, and what he, do you want me to say? You know what, Jet fans, listen, listen. I, and I don't want you guys, look, I, I, this is the first time I'm not going out and getting a quarterback jersey. I had all of them. Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, Bryce Petty, Haskins. I bought them all. I had every single Jet quarterback. I'm not doing it this time. I bought mm -hmm. Sam. I'm not doing it until that Damn. quarterback proves to me that that quarterback is the franchise, right? So I don't want everyone to automatically think that this kid is our franchise. We have a lot of room to go, but can I bring context a little bit to where he is? You know, if you look throughout the uh, first two preseason games for a rookie, Bryce Petty had an 85.2 quarterback rating through two games in preseason. Sam Darnold, 82.3. Mark Sanchez, 82.3. Uh, Geno Smith, 54.6. Oh, boy. And Christian Hackenberg, 35.7. I mean, my <laughs> Ladies so and gentlemen. Trash. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach Wilson currently has 137.3 quarterback rating. Mm. I mean, I'm just trying to tell you guys there is a difference here. This yeah. this is different. Now, is he going to be the dude? I'm not saying he is. I'm just telling you that we have not had a rookie play like this in preseason ever. We yeah. haven't had it. Okay? So, take it take that as you will, right? But I will say this also. The NFL has a Twitter handle and its po picture currently is our boy. Our boy on the cover, okay? I didn't do that. The NFL did, okay? So hasn't played a game yet. Hasn't I'll played a game it. yet. And he's up there on the cover. I'll, I'll tell you what, it. guys, just to add a little more context, I mean, there's hundreds of quarterbacks that have thrown passes in this preseason. You can go look us up on NFL.com. Zach Wilson has, take it for what it's worth. We understand that before someone hears this and they get mad about, oh, it's just the preseason, who cares? fourth highest quarterback rating in the preseason right now. A lot of guys are out there throwing that ball around. So I'll tell you, I'd rather in the fourth highest than in the Geno Smith level or the Hackenberg level. So it doesn't make you feel confident about this season and the way he's gone about these throws, his decision-making doesn't look rushed in the pocket. So some of, some of these throws I've seen with Lawrence, when he's back there, his pocket presence, he seems like somebody that's a little overwhelmed by what's in front of him. And he was the number one pick because he's going to overcome that. And I'm sure Lawrence is going to be really good. Zach Wilson has not looked like that yet. He hasn't physically looked out there yet like something's overwhelmed him. Now, he's going against second-string guys in some cases. I understand that. Um, when we're playing week one against the Panthers, a whole different ball game on the road. But what can you do? He's throwing 20 passes. Mike, yeah. he's, he's killing it so far. You have to just go off what you have. And if he's going to be the fourth-highest-rated quarterback so far in the preseason after two games, we'll take it, Jet fans. I mean, that's as good as it gets for us, you know? That No, that's, that's it. I mean, the only... The only knock I had on this last game really was uh, he had one bad throw to Corey Davis where he was looking at the flat. And if he looked just ahead, one level ahead, there was uh, one of the receivers that was open. He could have hit for 10 yards. I yeah. really thought that was the only miss. Everything else, I mean, like I said, 
it, it looked great. I was just sitting there that third day. And the other thing about Zach Wilson that's really impressive to me is that his ability to execute on third down. How many times, I mean, we talked about how many times did Sam third and seven, third and six, you know, for, you know, we run. Yeah. He's completing these third downs. I mean, that throw to Corey Davis to move the lie said, look at this. I'm and sitting I gotta, with my wife. My tab, my wife is like, is that that kid, that, the, the, the new quarter? I said, yeah, that's my boy. You see that? That's what <laughs> that's I'm talking about. Right <laughs> and I will say, uh, there was no Elijah Moore this week. There was no Mims this week out there either. Uh, they went out there with Crowder. They had Cole. They had Davis. It looked like, again, in this game, a ton of – he looked Davis, Davis's way a ton of times that first game. Same thing in this second game here. He had four catches for 70 yards for Davis, Mike. In the preseason, has been his number one target. Um, when you get, obviously, Elijah Morris, every time he's playing in camp, the things you hear are ridiculous. We haven't been able to see him yet on the field, though. So we got to keep temper those expectations as of now still. Put that on pause. But I'm thinking when Moore's out there, when Davis is out there, and the more I'm hearing as camp has gone on is less about Keelan Cole, Mike, and less about him being a potential starter because as camp has gone on, his name has been called less in this game. Didn't play with the ones. He played with the twos this game, just kind of like what happened with Mims the previous week. So it seems like Salah isn't just going to throw you out there with the ones. You got to earn it. Looks like that's the way things are going. Jeff Smith was able to run with the ones his most recent game. Um, so that's a, a name to keep an eye on. I'm not saying Cole's going to get cut or anything like that, but it seemed like it was a foregone conclusion he'd be ahead of. Mims and the depth chart. Now it's just to me, just a big mess. I know we have Elijah Moore. I know we have Davis. I know we have Crowder. After that, I can't say right now from what I've read, from what I've seen, I know which direction they're going to go. If there is going to be a depth chart, even if it matters at all. Um, that's one thing to look at. And another thing was this week, Herndon, one catch, five yards. If the Jets had any realm of depth at tight end, Mike, he probably would be cut already. Because yeah. he's just, he came into this camp needing to ball out and show that he was not only going to be the starter, but he's worth keeping on the team. Did nothing this game, has done nothing in practice. He's another guy, as we go into this Eagle game, to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know if they would cut him, Mike, because we might not have enough depth to tight end. Griffin's been banged up. But he's just been such a disappointment across the board. A lot of people were high on him. A lot of people we spoke to before this uh, training camp started were high on him, taking that starting role, being the guy. Me and you were on the fence. I didn't know. I'm not going to say I thought Tyler Croft was going to be some great tight end either. There was no way to know. That's how low the talent level was. Right. Another another disappointing player, though. But in this game, I will say, um, there was nine receivers the Jets hit that had a reception in the game. Twelve guys made a catch overall. So they were able to spread the ball around. A lot of different guys got catches. Kenny Ball got a catch. But Corey Davis, though, like you said, Mike, and I, I want to I quote you. You said he's looking like an actual number one receiver when he's out there. And he has so far in these first two preseason games. He has, and um, I would bring, I would let any Jeff fan know, hey, check out One Jets Drive, watch some of those episodes. They have a great one on Corey Davis and his history, his past, and uh, he is someone who has gone through much. He lost his brother Titus, who was like a father figure to him, and he kind of walks you through his journey, and I say that to say this, you know, he came over here looking to really restart his career. He was picked number five overall uh, by the Tennessee Titans um, and just didn't really live up to expectations there for whatever reason. But here he's come and when you hear him talk to Zach Wilson, talk to the other receivers like Elijah Moore and Denzel Mims, he's like a, has that sage wisdom.
wisdom, uh, uh, older presence. Like he's not one of those cats that's like all about me. He's very team, very, I understand why Joe Douglas went after him. And he sits there and talks with, with uh, Zach Wilson and show, tells him, hey, I, this is what I've seen. This is what I know, kind of mentors him as a receiver, kind of crazy relationship. And like, that's why you could see Zach very much depends on Corey. And Corey is, I, I called uh, Keith earlier and I said, dude, he looks like a number one, like a yeah. legitimate number one wide receiver. And I'm liking what I'm seeing from him. And if he continues with being that blanket, that safety blanket for Zach Wilson, I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. And I think he's really going to be a very integral part to one Zach Wilson's development as a quarterback in this, in this league. And he's also going to be a great mentor for one Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore is, I, I remember you you and Long Beach Joe going through the debate. Elijah Moore to me is without question the more talented uh, 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 receiver. No, it's not even debatable. But I think that Corey Davis is going to be that beacon of wisdom for Elijah Moore to take that next step to become an elite receiver. He's really in the in the NFL. I think that Corey Davis is going to be a help for him, not a hurt for him. You know, as they are together in this offense. Yeah, no, I agree 100. I was, I'm very happy to see how Davis has been producing. Um, prior to the Jets signing Davis, his career was, you know, his rookie his rookie season was kind of a letdown. His sophomore season was okay. His junior season wasn't that good. His fourth year last year was was still pretty good. Never had broken a thousand yards. So looking for from Davis is to be that veteran presence. And you know, if he is going to be a true number one, that's part of the the gig, which is getting in line with that quarterback and you guys got to be on the same page you, you want to have that unspoken chemistry and i'm just so happy with the development of that relationship what you've seen in the preseason so far and my the whole argument of joe and i was me thinking in my mind elijah moore could be in the pro bowl eight times you know corey davis doesn't seem like a type of receiver to me and acting like he was i didn't understand no one's right. saying and at no point did i think corey davis was a scrub my point was just i think elijah moore could be better and might be the most talented guy we have. But say, for instance, Elijah Moore was on this team and we had no one else. We had no Davis. We had no Crowder. We had no other weapons. Elijah Moore's not going to do a lot because right. they'll, they'll key in on him and he's done. Exactly. So he needs, he needs Corey Davis. Exactly. He, you know, yes. for a guy like him to reach his full potential. And, and along the way, Corey Davis seems like he's coming into his own as well as a leader, as a player. So, I mean, look. We're all Jet fans. I don't care who it is. If they want to go out and ball, ball. I'll be wrong oh. as hell. If Corey Davis has 700 yards, 1,700 yards, and 10 touchdowns, I will eat my words all day long, and that'll be the greatest thing that's ever happened, and I'll dance in the streets. with. I will I will send a fruit basket to Long Beach Joe if that occurs. <laughs> um, but I, I don't care who it is in the Jets. I don't think anyone does. We could talk all day, argue all day who we think is going to be the best. Bottom line, we just want them to produce. We just want the team to be on the same page, have an actual functional offense with various parts on the offense teams have to worry about. Imagine that. We haven't had that in a long time. Um, if Moore and Davis could be that one-two, and then you know you got Crowder. Crowder's as consistent as it gets. If they're going to throw Crowder the ball six times, he's probably going to catch the ball six times. Probably yeah. going to get five or six yards every single time. The guy's so sure-handed. So Moore and him, love that combo, those two little guys. Mims, we'll see what happens as the preseason moves forward here. I was happy to see in this game. Now, we didn't run the ball that, that well on the whole. I think we only averaged about 3.6 per carry. But Carter was able to get out there get some good runs, a little more positivity behind him. 10 runs, 5.2 on average there. That yep. was good to see. Ty Johnson had some good runs in there. It does seem to me like Ty Johnson is going to be, if there's going to be a guy who's our workhorse guy, it does seem like he'd be that guy. Mike Durable gets three or four or five yards every time he gets the ball. Um, Tevin Coleman had some good runs there too, so that was good to see. And you do you saw more of this game that we're going to be running this ball. 
We're going to be trying to put Zach in these second and shorts as much as possible. Um, it seems like that's the direction the offense is going to be taking. On the other side of the ball, and then we'll get out of here, and Mike, talk about this real quick. The defense, first-team defense went up against – I don't even remember the name of the scrub the Packers threw out their quarterback. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even write it down. That's how inconsequential you are as a player. But they had second-string guys in there. They were able to move the ball on a good portion of our first-team defense, which is not encouraging. Isaiah Dunn got a shot this week to start a six targets, three receptions on him for 41 yards. In this game, at least, looked a little overwhelmed. Our secondary did not look good. The defense didn't look good. Uh, I know our boy Eccles had an interception. Our boy Lamar Jackson had an interception. We had a fumble recovery. A few little highlights there, Mike, but on defense, little concerning, right? Yep, a little concerning. I mean, they weren't able to stop the run. Um, I don't know if it was shell shock from the Lawson injury or whatever, but it, it didn't look good. And I wasn't really happy with what I saw there. Now, Folukati, Folofatukasi didn't play. Obviously, Quinn Williams wasn't playing. We didn't have our full set subset of the defense in there, but still it was a little bit concerning to see. I'm hoping to see a better output come Friday evening that I think you'll be attending live. Won't you? I will. I will be attending the game live. I'll be there with my lovely wife, uh, maybe potentially. My ticket mate there, Chris Fox, we'll see if he shows up in the building. Um, the game's a seven o'clock game on a Friday. I mean, that's just a, New York, you, you know what you're doing to us. If you live around here, you know that's that's not easy to pull off. No matter what you're doing, no matter where you work, uh, to get out to East Rutherford is not that easy to do by seven o'clock. I think the game's seven, maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's eight o'clock, but I'm pretty sure it's seven o'clock, Mike. Um, one of the other things I want to mention from the game, another QB hit from Bryce Huff. That was good to see at least. Yep. Just to see him out there. I know he didn't, he only had one tackle in the game, but he looked good. They didn't play him too much because what happens if he gets injured? Then it's just nightmare status. Then you have no one going after the quarterback, right? And our boy Marcus May also with a, had a nice tackle behind the line of scrimmage. He's out there doing doing big things. I'll be at the game Friday. Okay, now the, there's not this third game we're going into. After that game, me and Michael shake the roster out. We're gonna we're gonna make these decisions. What we think is gonna happen with this roster? Yes, me and Michael always have a good time. Always have a good time doing. We've been fairly accurate the last two or three years with these cuts. Not that, not that it's rocket science, but the end of the roster there, especially with some of these position groups like the cornerbacks, like the running backs. If Josh Adams stays, if he doesn't stay, P Ryan's been playing like garbage. Do we hold on to him? Um, guys like Zuniga, Mike, who I understand that he hasn't even had a shot yet, but he just stays hurt. I mean, what's going on with this? Is this dude ever going to play a game? You know, so there is some guys to keep an eye on. A guy like Herndon in this game. A guy like Dunn in this game. Feeney played like a bum on the past game. So there's dudes going into this game. Um, I wouldn't say Keelan Cole's on the bubble to be cut or anything like that. But there's guys you'd like to see a good performance out of this week. You know, and uh, this third game versus Eagles is always fun. I think Zach might play this is the first time he's going to probably go into halftime, come back out from halftime and get a couple drives in too. So I'll probably play in that third quarter if all things go as they normally do. But you know what? This is a three-game preseason, Mike. Yeah. So I don't know how to predict it. So normally me and you kind of know that flow of the preseason. First game, no one really plays. Second, third game, you ramp it up a little bit. And then maybe that four, uh, by the third game, you ramp it up so they play three quarters. Then that last game, you sit everybody out. Maybe this is the game they sit everybody out. I don't know. Zach Wilson needs as many reps as possible. So I would suggest... Just throw him out there and let's let him rock and roll. I think, um, you know, they probably will pay him to the half. He may come out, play first series in the third quarter, see what, you know, see what the deal is. Um, I think that would be beneficial. I would be remiss to not mention that one of the major outcomes from this last game, which I'll be looking at in this game, is that we may have a kicker, finally. Yes! Rocking kicks through. Crushing him. I know there was a 50, I know there was a 53-yarder. I think it was also a 46-yarder in the mix there. Um, and you know, it's so, it's like lightning in a bottle with these kickers sometimes. Like I always look at it kind of like relievers in the major leagues. It might be a two or three years where that guy is just dominant. And then they just fall off and no one knows why. Nobody, what, what happens? 
you know, all of a sudden they can't kick or they can't throw the ball when it comes to relievers and stuff. So um, guys come out of nowhere, like Myers did a couple years ago for us and was one of the best kickers in the league. Uh, you know, you never know with these kickers. And he does seem like he has a leg on him. Guys putting it through the uprights. I mean, that's all we need, especially in the Northeast. We're getting into December. It's cold. It's windy. You got to kick a 35-yarder. It's not the same thing as kicking a 35-yarder in a dome. Not the same thing as kicking a 35-yarder down there in Tampa playing a home game. A little different in the Northeast. So you got to have a guy with a good leg, and we have not had that in a while. So that was nice to see. Maybe another hole filled. All right. That's it, everybody. Eagles coming up. I'll be there Friday. We'll have some on-site video. Maybe catch up with some Jet fans I haven't seen in forever. It's been, God, it's been 18, 19 months since we've been in MetLife Stadium rooting the Jets on. So even though it's a preseason game, I got to be there, Mike. Got to be yeah. there representing. Got to take a look at my seat, dust it off. Sit back down in it, make sure everything still fits. I lost a little weight. She should fit a little better than it did two years ago when I was way fatter than I am now. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. But Mike, if anyone does want to get at us, support us, or be involved in the AEBG world in any way, shape, or form, how could they do that? Hey, guys, check us out on iTunes. You can check us out on really any podcast platform. Please like us on tw Twitter. Please like us on uh, Facebook. Please like us on YouTube. And on YouTube, uh, we really appreciate if you like and subscribe. On Facebook, you can follow us at abg.jetsradio. On Twitter, you can follow us at aebg underscore myj podcast. And on Instagram, you can follow us at jet.aebg. You heard the man. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us every week. We, we love all you guys. Appreciate you very much. On behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, my name is Keith Fowle. Get at you next week, everybody. Peace out. Stop the show, little Mary's bad. In these streets, she done ran ever since when the heat began.